G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, Wednesday rolls around and we do have a routine for a Wednesday of checking in on those breaking news headlines out of Israel and the Middle East. Given that we often will look to the first century accounts of what's going on in Jerusalem and we'll often think of what might happen in the end of days around the people of Israel, good for us to check in on what's happening in Israel today. Ron Ross is over the headlines once again. Ron, a special welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. Hey, Ron, let's start with one. The Israel Knesset, their parliament, is about to proceed with judicial reform legislation and the U.S. has urged checks and balances. What's the story here? Yeah, there's a developing friction between the left-wing government of the United States and the right-wing government of Israel. The United States urged Israel to preserve a system of checks and balances ahead of a critical judicial reform vote by which the Knesset would strip the courts of the ability to rule that the governmental policy was unreasonable. Outgoing U.S. Ambassador to Israel, Tom Nidis, told the Wall Street Journal in an article published this week that the Biden administration had urged Prime Minister Netanyahu against going off the rails as as he pursues his judicial overall plan. Nidi stressed that both he and the US President Biden had spoken with Netanyahu about the importance of pursuing a consensus process, explaining that many Israels want the USA to play this particular role. On Sunday, Biden told CNN that this government in Israel was the most extreme that he'd ever seen. He spoke as a politician who has often boasted that he's worked with every Israel government going back to the time of the former Prime Minister, Golda Meir. Ron, a headline, I'm not sure what we make of it. A little insight here, because uh, this one could be a disturbing headline. Uh, With uncertain support coming from the White House, Israel has turned to China for her containing the threat from Iran. What are the reports saying? Yes, I'll be watching this very closely. It's very concerning. Israel Foreign Minister Eli Cohen asked China to influence Iran to cease developing its illegal nuclear weapons program, inviting Beijing to play a bigger role in the Middle East as relations with the United States under President Biden have deteriorated. Cohen made the request in a conversation on Monday with Chinese Foreign Minister Qin Geng, the day before Iran held a massive parade to mark its annual Army Day, in which it once again threatened to destroy Israel. President Ibrahim Rassi specifically vowed the destruction of Haifa and Tel Aviv and debuted what appeared to be new military hardware, a drone model not yet seen in public. Chin reportedly spoke to both Cohen and Palestinian Authority diplomat Riyad al-Maliki, on Monday, 
apparently seeking a mediation role for China in the ongoing conflict between Israel and the Palestinian terrorists. Chin's overtures followed a shock announcement in March that the Chinese Communist Party had intervened in the conflict between Iran and Saudi Arabia, leading talks between the rivals' respective governments that resulted in the two sides agreeing to reopen embassies in their countries and restore commercial flights to each other. Well, regular listeners know we like to keep abreast of developments in those tensions between the Israelis and the Palestinian Authority. Another headline here, Ron, Israel offered to save the embattled Palestinian Authority, but the terms attached to the offer have been profoundly rejected. Uh, What are the reports saying here? Yes, the Palestinian Authority rejected Israel's demands for, for helping prevent the collapse of the Palestinian Authority. The Palestinian Authority Prime Minister Mohammed Shotaya vowed to continue the legal diplomatic effort against Israel in the international arena and rejected the demand to stop payments made by the Palestinian Authority to the families of Palestinians killed or imprisoned while carrying out attacks against Israelis. The Security Cabinet on Sunday decided that Israel will take steps to prevent the collapse of the PA while advancing the demand that the Palestinians cease their activities against Israel in the international legal diplomatic arena, end incitement and stop payments to families of terrorists and illegal construction in Area C. Shataya, who was speaking during the weekly meeting of the PA cabinet in Ramallah, said the Israeli government came out with decisions concerning the Palestinian Authority on the pretext that they want to offer gestures to the Palestinians. On behalf of the Palestinian government, we say that what is required of Israel is to hold its aggression on our people, killings, settlements, and the piracy of our money. The talk about conditioning the return of our money on holding our measures in international forums won't happen. Hmm. Uh, Ron, it's a different world, isn't it, in Israel, and uh, especially uh, there's real contrast in what Aussies think about gun laws and such things. Well, here's a headline. Uh, Get your thoughts and impressions as to what's being reported. Israel initiated a new gun policy, and civilians who shoot terrorists will no longer face interrogation or gun seizure. Uh, What's being reported here? Yeah, Israeli civilians who shoot terrorists in the act of committing attacks will no longer have their weapons confiscated or be interrogated under caution, according to a new policy initiative by Israeli National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir. Until now, a civilian who fires at a terrorist generally has their weapon confiscated as part of the ensuring investigation. They're also often summoned for questioning sometimes under caution, of potential criminal acts. The new policy will only apply to terror attacks in which the shooter acts in self-defence, only harms the perpetrator, and stops firing the moment the danger has subsided. Last week, Ben Gavir hailed a civilian who shot and killed the Palestinian terrorists who wounded seven in Tel Aviv. I congratulate the brave citizen who neutralised the terrorist prevented the continuation of the incident and saved lives.
This once again proves the importance and effectiveness of citizens carrying weapons, said Ben Gavir. I call on those in the public who meet the requirements, carry firearms with you, he said. And Ron, let's cast our attention to the west of Israel, uh, where Iran uh, is always a concern for people who are in Israel. But a sad situation developed there where Iran has sentenced a young couple to 10 years in prison for dancing. What's the story here? Yeah, I think we need to thank God for the country in which we live. Young Iranians, Astaya Hahia and her fiancé, Amir Mohammed Ahmadi were sentenced to 10 years and six months in prison by a revolutionary court in Iran for the crime of dancing in public. The government also banned the couple from using the internet or leaving Iran. Hayya and Ahmadi, who are 21 and 22 years old respectively, were arrested in November and accused of encouraging corruption and public prostitution and gathering with the intention of disrupting national security. The couple used their popular Instagram account, which has about 2 million followers, to post a video of themselves dancing together in front of Azadi Tower, a cultural landmark in western Tehran. SBS News noted the seemingly innocuous video was treated as a criminal offence because Hayya did not wear the mandatory Islamic headscarf. And women are not allowed to dance in public in Iran, let alone with a man. The name of the Azadi Tower, which is famous enough to have appeared on Iranian currency, means freedom. All right. Well, a tremendous set of headlines there that give you real insight into things that are developing both in Israel and in neighbouring nations. Uh, Ron, always appreciate you scouring the headlines for us and bringing us an update. Thanks so much for doing that once again today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.